listening to the Food Talk Show. Hi there, my name is Susie Warren-Smith and for the next 30 minutes we're going to be talking, well I don't know if you call it food and drink, call salt food and drink, Jane? Yes, definitely food, an essential mm. of life, isn't it? It is, yeah. So I'm joined by my fellow presenter, Jane Payton, who is one of the UK's leading experts on beer and cider. In fact, she's a certified beer sommelier. But basically, she's really good at tasting stuff, I would say. Yes, and I'm fascinated to know what we're going to be doing today as well, because this isn't my area of expertise. No, it's definitely not my expert area of expertise. But we do have an expert with us called Gregory Marshall, who knows everything there is to know about salt. Well, just bigging up, just bigging up here, <laughs> Gregory. Um, and uh, basically, he owns, runs Blackthorn Salt. So we're going to talk about that. But uh, I'd really like to understand more about salt and and uh, why it's so important. We do know, of course, that it's one of you know the things that we all need in life. It's apparently the most, the single most transformative ingredient of all time. That's interesting. Who says that? Well, because it transforms food. I mean, salt, mm. more than anything else, uh, transforms food. I'm sure Gregory's got, got an opinion on that. Um, but but essentially, it's it's one of those things of life that we actually do need. Mm. You, need you need the sodium in, in your diet in order to make your brain waves and everything, your electrons go inside you. So without it, you would die. So you do need some salt, but not a lot. Not too it. much salt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, so I'm going to... Uh, my interest in salt started when I when I when I read that uh, book, and it's also a Netflix series. But it's the Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat by Samin Nosrat. I presume you know the the book. I do. I yes. Agree. Yes. yes. Now, now, what she says is that obviously, you know, if you cook with salt, part of it is being an artist, knowing exactly how much to use. But part of it is chemistry. There's definitely some rules that you you probably do need to follow. And the distribution of salt throughout food is a little bit of an art, and I do think you need to know a bit about it. Do you find a lot of people know about salt, or, or is it just one of those things that, that, that we just, I don't know, take for granted? I think most people take it for granted. I think they know that it, it will improve the flavour or change the flavour. I think sometimes you can put too much salt on and maybe not improve the flavour, but I don't think people necessarily know how that works or, or the difference that you may get by doing different things with salt. So what I didn't understand and um, before I read this book is that actually salt actually has a tendency to seek equilibrium. So if you do it in a particular way, it will it does sort of balance itself out. So for example, if you were to, to um, put salt in some water, it will spread itself out, you know, you, it will sort of diffuse. But what I was fascinated with her book is the way that you use salt, particularly in relation to meat and, and the way it, it sort of tenderises. And I didn't realise that, so I now do this all the time, by the way. I didn't realise that if you put salt, let's say, on a chicken the day before you cook it, it will start to go down into the skin. It will go through all of the meat in the right proportion. 
and and it, it will actually sort the meat properly all the way through. It will distribute itself, so to speak. But of course, what a lot of us do is we'll we'll do a quick sprinkling of salt the moment it goes in in the oven, which doesn't do anything at all apart from make the skin <laughs> skin salty. Yeah. Um, they also do it with with beef as well. So they you have salt aging. Uh, you know, when they dry age beef, they now put in uh, salt walls in those chambers as well to uh, do the same process. So for as long as it's in there, it's being affected by the salt and the salt will affect the enzymes, which will then increase the flavour and, and sort of make it almost a bit more nutty, actually, when you, you taste yeah. it. So, Big Top, you, you're, you're looking incredulous, aren't you? I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking of a question, actually, and I, I should ask this to, to you. Is it the, so you put it into the meat, is it finding the water and is it, capillary action through the water of the meat it's it's, by, it? it's it's actually just a wall in in the chamber where the the meat's kept and then just the salty atmosphere then is sort of by osmosis just goes into the meat and will just obviously it dries it out as well but it just enhances the flavor and also breaks down the sinew a bit to make it a little bit more tender as well but again if you were to use it for a chicken what happens is the water will come out the salt will go in and it'll balance itself out mm. The same with cooking vegetables. You know, why do why do you add salt uh, water when you're cooking vegetables? And 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 basically, there's this this sort of it's to establish this equilibrium between the sort of inside of the of the vegetable and the water. And if you add if you add sufficiently enough, it will balance itself out. It won't absorb. Uh, shouldn't absorb too much. So if you don't put enough salt in the water or you don't put uh, salt in at all then then it's not going to be a very happy vegetable is it it's not going to taste the same for sure no it definitely doesn't and, and i think also is is when you do cook it in a lot of salt that you do want to give it that sort of blanche afterwards to take the outside off because yeah, otherwise absolutely. it then becomes too salty because it would just yep. dry on it yep, yeah absolutely so basically um, if it's properly seasoned not under seasoned uh you will get the right and, and it will really bring out the taste of the vegetables i don't think people realize that no I don't think they do. No, you need to learn about how to really use salt. Do. Yeah. Now, most of us, I don't do this anymore, but I definitely used to, will get a, you know, a big tub of Saxo yep. cooking salt, or you've bought some along today, some Tesco's, a bag of It's the same stuff. Salt. It comes from the same place. Tell me what's in that first before we talk about yours. Okay. Well, there are, there are three main types of salt. In, in the world basically produced. Um, one of them is the Saxo type, as you call, which is uh, it's a p- commonly, well, uncommonly known as pure dried vacuum salt. And basically what they do is they pump uh, water down into a salt underground cavern and then they turn that into brine and then they bring that back up and then dry it in a, in a vacuum. So they can do it at a lower temperature. But it's such an industrial process, uh, you know, you're left with sort of round ball bearings, which, you know, is so uncommon for salt because sodium chloride is, is a square element. And so you're left with the round ball bearings, which is basically 99.9% sodium chloride. It's about as, as pure as you can get. Uh, and then you have a, a rock salt, which is basically hundreds of thousands of years old seawater, which has been trapped and then underground, so something like the Himalayan rock salt. Uh, and then that's, e- that's mined either by a sort of continuous miner, which is like a sort of big teethed machine or with explosives, and then they take that Explosive. out. Explosive? Yep. Wow. Yep. So they have to make sure that they uh, do the metal detecting on that because otherwise you might end up with some. Uh, and then there's, uh, there's sea salt. And obviously there's, you know, there's loads of different types of, of sea salt, and that is very much dependent on 
you know, where you are in the world and how the process works to what you're left with. Because there are, you know, the seawater, you know, it's different percentages, it's different minerals, uh, depending on where you are, yeah. and a higher concentration in minerals, depending on yeah. where you are. So, and sea, sea salt is generally done, whether you've been to the Mediterranean or anything, it's generally done by solar evaporation in large, large pans, areas that are just left to evaporate, and they move it from one pond to the next until they get the fully concentrated, and then they harvest it. At that so so what, is th- what is that table salt I've been talking about? It, so table salt is, is PDV, it's pure dried vacuum salt, it's, it's the purest... But do they add stuff to it? Or, or, or? No, they just, they just take everything out of it. They, oh, so, uh, they do add an anti-caking agent in it, but it's, it's, it's quite a small, small amount of sodium So when you say take things out of it, what, what is it they take out? You know, what is the well, so goodness in, left in it? So be, in, because definitely you need more of it. Well, than, I, than you would say your salts for sure. Absolutely. Well, what they, I suppose, when when salts formed, you know, un- underground or, or on the surface, you know, it's formed with other minerals around about it, and you especially see that in a, in a sea salt because you bring the seawater on, you evaporate it. Now, seawater has every mineral in the world yeah. in it. So, if you look hard enough, you'll find some gold, but you'll need to look pretty hard. <laughs> but, uh, and so, whereas this is just taking the purest of purest sodium chloride and and nothing else so you'll just just get that sort of sharpness from it and and so when you compare it with something not so much with rock salt because rock salt's fairly similar because it it it, uh, it layers up yeah yeah um but with sea salt you'll notice a, a huge difference between the two so essentially what you're saying is i'm trying to think of this on a on a, on a drinking terms so essentially you're saying this is a neat spirit and the harshness of that, as opposed to something that has naturally got all these other types of infusions and, and flavours going on, which you might consider to be sort of terroir to some extent. Is that how you're thinking of it, Jane? I wasn't, but I think that's a really good analogy. Because mm. um, it doesn't have the natural goodness in it, I guess is what you're saying, Gregory. Yeah, I think, you know, our body has... Or, 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 the, or the character. No, exactly. And I, and I think our body has everything in it anyway. So you're not you're not just particularly picking one thing because that's what makes it taste, taste good or that's what it makes it taste palatable. Hmm. Um, so what it does do is it allows you, you know, the, so you have other elements like magnesium and calcium and potassium and they all have an effect on the flavour, sometimes making it a little bit bitter, sometimes making it a bit sweeter. And it's just getting that combination right and, and how that makes your sort of taste buds or affects your taste buds because in a salt you're not you know salt's great you can really taste it but actually what you're really wanting to do is emphasize the flavor of what you're eating yeah, yeah, not yeah. To bring it out yeah, yeah you really want the, the you know if you're whatever it is you really want that to be shouting you don't want the salt to be yeah. shouting so explain to me how you in inverted commas make salt because what you're saying is there's lots of different potential taste elements there so so do you sort of Collect all this sort and then take out certain bits because you're trying to reach a flavour profile. So, so, so try and um, try and do it so I can visualise your your operation that you've got. So we do it um, slightly differently. We do we do take seawater as, mm-hmm. as the first part, um, but uh, how what we're trying to do is to evaporate the water as quickly as possible. And sadly, in Scotland, we don't have the same weather as we well, it's funny do in the Mediterranean. <laughs> you know, not yet, anyway. You no, never know might what do. might happen. Um, so, therefore, evaporation is a, is a lot trickier. So, what we've built is a graduation tower, which is 
ultimately, it's a tower that's eight meters high. So that's sort Whoa. of um, two double-decker buses on, on yeah. top of each other and about 25 meters long. And we stuffed it full of blackthorn. And I don't know, you you must know blackthorn from sloes. Mm. Have you ever been picking sloes? Yeah. Yes. So sloe gin, where you get the sloes from, is actually a blackthorn bush. And so we stuffed it full of blackthorn. And it and what we're trying to do is to increase the surface area of the water as it comes down. So we trickle the seawater, we pump the seawater to the top, and then we trickle it down. And as it comes down, the water it gets into smaller, smaller droplets. So therefore, you have a larger surface area. I always kind of, I suppose, an analogy of doing your washing. You know, if you take your washing out of a washing machine, you don't stick it on a ball on top of a wall. You stretch it out as much as possible. And it's the same as that. We're just trying to stretch the water out as much as possible so we can get more air going through and therefore more evaporation. And so we just we pump it up and down the tower until we get to, a, I suppose, a percentage of about 22%. Seawater is about 3.5%. And, a half percent. and uh, in one sort of fall down the tower it can go up maybe five percent seven percent or point one percent or it can go backwards too which is never so good but that's what rain does and uh so you're very much at the mercy of the elements is what you're saying absolutely. temperature and all sorts of other yeah. things so, yeah. yeah change in temperature can affect it you know 10 yeah. degrees change in temperature could double the rate of evaporation yeah so it's all you know all these elements and you know we're still playing with it i suppose to see how we can how we can improve yeah. it um but as it as it trickles down you you increase the the salinity of it so we do about 90 percent of the evaporation on the tower and then the last bit we take off into a pan so the pan is is probably it's about two meters by four meters and uh, we heat we gently heat up the the brine at that stage and that uh, takes about five days for us to get to the final part where the crystals are forming on the surface. So, so do you do that in a very high heat or is it just very slow and it's just... We, we start it high. Oh, okay, we start yeah, yeah. it high and then we, we drop it down to get the final evaporation out and then we drop it down. And we actually also at that stage, we start to... we we, we do a second filter just as the first crystals are forming uh, just to take out any sort of extra we, we have all the filters going through but the first what happens is that salt will always form on the first things that it can find yeah and so we then therefore take that bit out and we actually did lots of analysis on it to see what we were doing and what we were taking out and you know we were reducing the microplastics that actually are oh, is wow. going to be in there but, That's scary, actually. <laughs> but you can never get rid of microplastics. No. Sadly, it's it's everywhere. And, and you know, interesting, the people we're talking to us as well, said, you know, what are the chances we're going to find it after this? So, well, I'd say 100%. I was like, well, what do you mean? He says, well, we did a test at the top of Ben Nevis and we found some there. And I was like, oh. Uh, okay, you know, that's really scary. Yeah. yeah, I remember when they were first saying that you know plastic, we're ingesting plastics. Everybody going, don't be so stupid, mm. scaremongering. But I mean, it's absolutely true. It is, but there's no level. No one sort of nope. said, "Oh, that's, a, that's an okay, that's level. an okay level," and that like, isn't. Yeah. not a good level. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. an okay level. Mm. So that, so yeah, so then in the bath uh, we form the crystals. Now the crystals will form on top, on the top of the surface, and they're they're sort of like pyramids. I don't know if. So I'm like, oh wow. So Gregory's just handing me a thing here. They're like little squares. Uh, um, it's like a lozenge almost, um, but it's quite thin. 
Yeah, so they're, they're, what happens they're is the pyramid boat. forms and, yeah. it, and at the, they form upside down on the surface. Uh-huh. So as, as they just grow out and when they get too big for the surface tension, they'll then just sink down to the bottom and another one or we'll lots grow. more start to grow on top of it. It's almost like a living thing. It's weird. It is, yeah. No, it's amazing to, to yeah. watch. It's, I mean, you can't, you can see them moving around. You have to stop really? a long time to yeah. watch them grow. It reminds but, me a bit of ice. Yes. Um, you know the way ice forms. Yes. Um, they're beautiful. I mean, they're beautiful to look at, and they, 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 they literally do look like crystals, don't they? Yes, I mean, no, it's fascinating. You yes. can see that the the square structure that you have. You know, you can really see that kind yeah. of coming out. So, so you've got these these sort of, sort of like pyramids, um, uh, and they're all beautifully shiny. They're quite large. They're beautiful. Yeah. They almost look like something valuable yes absolutely it's it's like when you're a child and you imagine what jewels are in yeah. a jewelry case treasure a treasure trove. chest yeah it's like that and i noticed that you've got great taste award as well two stars for this yes we we're very lucky to get that so that was there's no um, such thing as luck when it comes yes. to taste gregory as we all know <laughs> well, uh, it's hard work it a long time a long yeah a long time hard work could i ask you a question about terroir and salt mm-hmm. if you had a salt expert you or somebody who really studied salt, would they be able to blind taste a salt and go, that's a sea salt from the That's West from the Himalayas, that's from yes, Scotland. exactly. Would, would they know, is it distinctive enough in terms of its flavour compounds? And So we, we've had um, quite a few chefs come to our, um, our place. We've got a little carriage beside the tower and we do blind tastings on, on the chefs. And most of them, most of them... Some of them don't want to do it, but most of them, most of them take the challenge. And um, we've done over a, over a hundred, you know, if not two hundred, and out of that, only one person's got it wrong. Wow! Every single person has gone through, and, and we've tested. Um, we've obviously tested the the, the PDV, the Saxa salt, uh, but the general test that we do is, is between the Saxa salt, uh, another uh, UK sea salt. And, and ourselves. But that's Malden. I <laughs> couldn't possibly say. <laughs> anyway, do carry on. <laughs> and, and, you know, they've, they've all, they all get it. They all know. Yeah, they know can tell. It is. They, they yeah, can yeah, tell. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's not just me. Mm. Um, so, yes, you should be able to you tell. There's a distinct difference in, in the flavours. Can we have a little bit of a tasting then? So we've got, should we just call it Saxo salt? Yes. Yeah, I'll get sued. I'll get sued, but it doesn't matter. Um, can we just taste that? On, on you, we bought some lovely tomatoes. How would you use your salt? Because it's quite they're, they're quite big, chunky flakes. It's, you know, every every box is is slightly different. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. A natural thing, and, and these are. Um, I don't know until I open it, but these are you know fairly large for what we normally. Yeah, but I could pick them up it, and crush them with my fingers because they're enough, so they're, they're light enough, easy enough. They're so they're so light, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And and again, the thing is because this isn't this very concentrated a pure salt that you don't you know you need a bit more of it actually often um because that's so concentrated isn't it than the normal table salt it is yeah but you'll it'll be interesting when you when you taste it i think you'll okay. you'll appreciate the difference a bit better okay then so uh, um do you do you mind cutting us a couple of tomatoes yeah, i cut up a couple brilliant couple already so i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna sprinkle my own on i think probably yeah, I think that's a good idea yeah so i've got uh, i'm just reading over here i've got uh, two halves of tomato i'm gonna put my old saxer on and then this on I mean, it's this. Is, this almost looks like treasure. Would you actually use that in, in for salted water, or would you just save it for when you're having an amazing salad, or you want to sprinkle on a steak? 
What? Yeah, realistically, I, w- I would save it in, for, the, not, for the sort of. It's a bit like having drizzling oil for your salad and oil that you're cooking. It's, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, t- so, so, what is your taste profile? What do you like to explain as your, your uh, you know, as a taste of blackthorn salt? Well, I think depending on which one, which one you're going for first, you went for the blackthorn first, did you, or do you go for the sack? What first? I like is a crunch as well. It's got it's got a nice crunch and it, and it's quite a mellow flavor. It really allows the the flavors of the tomato to it's come through. It's got a bit touch of sweetness just in the salt. Yeah, and it and it just sort of enhances the flavor of the tomato rather than actually overtaking the tomato. Hmm, Jane, you're right because I've tasted the two now. With the table salt, you just get salt and you get tomato. Oh God, and it's completely separate. different. They are the separate. It's like, oh, there's the salt. Oh, there's the tomato. But with the blackthorn. As I didn't said, actually think yeah. it'd be that different. <laughs> Did you? It is, isn't it? And I love that texture as well, that crunchiness. The crunchiness is lovely. But it's... it's I'm going to do that again. Together. It's melded. So it's become... They've become it's become one, part of it. Yes. I think that's it. It's rather than... You know, you summed it up really well. It's rather than just getting that bang, here's the salt and then here's the tomato. You get... Oh, here's the tomato, and mm. the, yeah, there's a bit of sweetness coming through, mm. and it's it's really sort of helping the flavour rather than actually just overpowering it. The nice thing about crystals as well is that it's it's slightly melting into the in, yes. in into whatever you've got. Well, it's, salt always attracts moisture. It wherever yeah, it that's what I was saying uh, at the beginning of the program. That that sort of equilibrium starts taking place. The, the water gets absorbed, and the y- mm-hmm. y- you know, and the salt sort of comes out. How good is that? Oh, it's just incredible. And the tomatoes are gorgeous, so sweet and They're probably and not great tomatoes. It's probably just great salt. Just so, oh. <laughs> yeah, I think we always usually try and try a tomato on its own. So then you can actually yeah. really see. See the difference. You really get the enhancement mm. of the flavour. So, um, so where can people get your, your, your blackthorn salt? It's Scottish, obviously. We know that. Uh, and it's yeah. uh, the West Coast. Scotland? It is, yes. Yeah. So we're based up on the west coast of Scotland and uh, we launched at the, I suppose, the beginning of lockdown, which is oh, great time. So, <laughs> uh, but it's taken us, um, I mean, I think I first started thinking about making salt probably about 20 years ago. So it's, it's Who taken... does that, Gregory? Nobody does that. Oh, no, I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to be a salt. What do you call them? Grower? No, or, salt. Uh, uh, what are they called? Master salter. A master salter, <laughs> salt producer. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I think, you know, I mean, I was very lucky in that, um, you know, I was involved in salt through the sort of family business, imported lots of salt. So I have seen lots of different salt places all over the world and traveled to, to you know, to Chile and seen what's over there in the Salander unit. They have uh, 19,000 square kilometers of, of salt flat, um, which is absolutely amazing. There used to be loads in, in the UK. Yeah. You know, there used to be hundreds, and especially at, in, in Scotland, there used to be hundreds just around the coast, wherever there was the coastline. And, but and then salt became a commodity and wasn't about taste. It just was a commodity that you used. And I think what's interesting now is I think people, same with pepper, actually, people are beginning to appreciate that, that proper, in inverted commas, salt is different and completely different. It is a premium product. I mean, that is a premium product. That that would transform any salad you had or any steak. You could give that as a gift because it's in this beautiful, small black and white box, square. Brandon's brilliant. And then it's it lovely, says Scottish it? sea salt flakes naturally crafted on the West Coast by wind, sea and thorns. Mm. I love that. That would be such a great gift to bring somebody. If you're going for dinner with somebody, you bring a, a bottle of 
whatever you're drinking and that, that would be such a good gift. Now that might, but that might sound mad, but actually it's true because it feels like an affordable luxury somehow. Well, it, it, yes, it's not, it's definitely not the cheapest sort of No, of course not. But, you know, if you're taking a bottle of wine, you know, that's going to cost six quid more. Well, that's not in our house. Been way, way more. That. Yeah, exactly. Jane's is really expensive wherever yeah, she brings. Right? Exactly. Well, I, Jane, you can she come brings, to my house. She brings <laughs> beer that costs that amount. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, but but, you know, but that's but that only lasts for a, a night. Yeah. You know, your box of salts is is going to last you know, Month. six months. Mm. Six months, depending on how much. Well, you know, yeah. a bigger one. I'm not that. Yeah. Um, but you know, it is going to last longer. And and it, you will appreciate it. Transform you know, you will it. Transform it. Yeah. It will change change the flavours of what you're eating. So, do you have any recommendations on pepper? Can pot pepper is supposed to be the I, best in the world? Are you familiar? So, I th- the thing about pepper um, and is is that you want big pepper. Yeah. The bigger the pepper, the, the better generally. And you you probably know this already. And then grind it yourself. And and grind it yourself. So the tallicherry bold is obviously it tends to be the bigger and, and so the reason for that is the outside of it is the is where you get the, it's the house where you get the flavor and the inside is where you get the, the spiciness of it and uh, so depending on what what you're looking at i mean i don't think you can go too far wrong with teleterry bold it's, it's if you compare the sides if you look in a supermarket yeah. and go and buy their pepper and tell, you'll see the, the big difference. difference and then you try it but then you also have long pepper basically you know it's, it's about an inch long has got basically lots of little bits in it which are the spiciness and more husky so you end up actually with a much more sort of aromatic dish than you would mm. otherwise with the pepper great and we can get this on your website or is it in uh, is it available anywhere else uh yes it is yeah and in lots of sort of delis we we are now in at least one place in every county in, in the uk so i couldn't name them all but uh, yeah which is good so you should be able to find them in, in but if not order them online presumably. if not order online um, and, and and salt will keep uh, it's not gonna salt will keep i always see you see uh, and i know it's a stupid question but no, i'm just no, asking no, but, <laughs> but you see some people you go into a supermarket and you can go in in tomorrow and you'll you'll see a a, a thing of rock salt or something and you'll look and it's got a sell-by date on the back of it and you think oh that's good that's hundreds of thousands of years old and now it's only got six months left quick <laughs> use it but so yes it lasts for, for, for so years decades it'll outlast me it'll, if it'll i leave out, it long enough it'll outlast that's great you. and any particular tips on how you keep it just um it, but you shouldn't really i suppose no, it, uh, in the dark attract, in a box it will attract moisture moisture so you know that's the key and, and i think you know we've we tried a lot with the, the box to try and um uh, not have any plastic in it and as you can see you just open yep. it there's nothing in there and the, and the problem with that is that you know it doesn't work in humid countries because the yeah, cardboard sure. and the, the the salt will attract. So, yeah, you, you just got to keep the moisture. Keep the moisture. Keep it somewhere dry in a it's cupboard. It'll last forever, and it will transform what you're cooking. Almost anything. It needs to be in its own treasure chest, doesn't it? Treasure chest. Yes. Yeah. Would you? Um, I've got to end the program now. Would you use that on a margarita around the rim, or or is that just too? You know, when you when you yeah. have salt on a. On a cocktail, just asking the question. Try it, actually. That would be a really good idea. Because it's quite it's, subtle. It'd be amazing, yeah. I think. Because I'm not as keen on the salty rim of a margarita. No, I, I would be, actually. Yeah, I think so, too. We should I, test it. I think we should test that. Next time I make yours. Yeah, OK, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do I was, I was reading an article by some uh, cocktail chap who said that 95 to 97% of cocktails are improved by adding a bit of salt, just like food. You know, you really? It really brings out oh. and accentuates the okay. flavours. Let's do some experimentation. I think we should. I think we should. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, um, Gregory. Um, it, it's... 
probably not written enough about, I would say, salt uh, and discussed I've, enough. Oh, I've learned so much today mm. and there's so much more to learn, isn't there? We yeah. do another show about it. Yeah, I think we should. I think we should. Again, thank you so much, Gregory Marshall. You can go online and see if you can, well, I'm sure if you put in black, Blackthorn Salt, you will find me directed to your website straight away um i'm definitely going to take that home and experiment with it and i'm going to make a margarita with it i think don't you let's do it very good so you've been listening to the food talk show and we're syndicated to radio stations across the uk and further afield as well as being available on audible spotify podbean itunes and the podcast app on your phone thank you again jane that was good really good do you know what we've got next week no tell me whiskey tasting <gasps> right up your street Ooh, I'll, I'll be right here oh, i know you will this- you'll be early <laughs> change (laughs) and thank you to our lovely uh, partners at Producing Kent if you want to recommend any future guests someone doing something groundbreaking just like Gregory and his team um, please do get in contact with us at hello at foodtalk.co.uk and don't forget we've got hundreds of podcasts going back six years now uh, every week for six years um, at foodtalk.co.uk and I hope you have a good week 